Hey, welcome to the Stephanie Stevens Show, where I help you discover the power of communication and the keys that unlock the doors to freedom in every area of your life. Well, hi, friend. Hope your day is going well so far. Hope your evening, your middle of the night, your dawnings, your duskings are going well. I'm honored to spend some time with you. I'm Stephanie Stevens. This is the Stephanie Stevens Show podcast, where we talk all things communications and beyond, because I do believe and have experienced that communication is the key that unlocks the doors to freedom in just about every area of your life. So as we become efficient, effective communicators, we become more influential. And there's something amazing inside of your heart for such a time as this. It's why you're here. It's what you have to share. And my intention is to drill down and find that, hone that in, refine it, cause it to be powerful, and then unleash it onto the rest of the world so that you can make your bold and beautiful footprint again for such a time as this. So I am just off the heels of a conference called the Global Freedom Health Conference. Incredible. Speakers from around the country came, and these are people who are influential worldwide who have spoken into the healthcare space the healing, wholeness, and wellness space, and some of the governmental spaces as well. And so I'm not going to go into detail about what they talked about. I I will chunk it down here over the course of the next few episodes because I think the information is vital. I think it is key. I think based on what we have been through in the last three and four years, it is imperative, my friend. I'm so passionate about this. It is imperative that we open our eyes and keep our eyes very, very wide open. It is imperative that we discern. It is imperative that we ask questions. It is imperative that we use our critical thinking and our critical factor because I do believe that over the course of several years, decades in fact, worldwide, I'm gonna speak to the country I live in, which is America, United States of America, Incorporated. What we want is the unincorporated United States of America. Um, But currently we are corporated, filed on London. You can find the corporate government as a corporation in a Dun and Bradstreet report, which is the listing of all corporations that are filed accordingly. I digress. I think what we've experienced uh, in many, many countries is this idea over the course of the decades that we are to listen to people who claim to have authority over us, and we're just supposed to do whatever they say. And so, unfortunately, many masses have just blindly, indiscriminately followed directions, whether they violate organic and natural and public law or not. And so we have to be so careful. We have to be so discerning. We have to be so discretionary and ask the questions and deprogram this mindless following behavior. It's, it's not gone well for us. And so we have to wake up and we have to share information with others. And most importantly, we have to share that we must deprogram from the ideas that we are to simply shake our head uh, with our jaws agape. Okay, uh, you want me to do this? Yes. Listen, the reality is when people talk about the Constitution and constitutional rights, the truth is the constitutions, I don't care what state you're in, what country you're in, what government your country professes to adhere to, the reality is 
no constitution gives you any rights. God gave you rights. That's called organic law. God gave you rights as a creation of the creator. You have inalienable and unalienable, they are different, rights. A few of the rights, for example, that the Declaration of Independence indicates are life, liberty, liberty, circle that word in your mind, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so liberty includes traveling unencumbered and making decisions for ourselves and our family that we know to be in our best interests. So over the course of time, we've just been told you're supposed to do whatever some three-letter agency tells you to do. Now, is that right? Is that safe? And was that the original intention? I'm just going to ask, what do you think? Do you think the original intention of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness with a contract known as the Constitution, which was supposed to and is supposed to preserve? Remember, let's back up. In our country, America, before it was incorporated, the idea was that the, the contracted entities known as governments, law enforcement, were to what? They were to protect our inalienable and unalienable rights. They were to protect them. They weren't to determine them. They weren't to dictate them. They were not to ever put them on pause because they had a better idea about something they wanted to do. That's way beyond their purview, way beyond their scope of operation. They are simply contracted with the people, we the people, to protect and preserve our God-given rights. Just a reminder, unalienable rights are universal. They're non-transferable. They predate any politics or any governments in the sense that they're not created by persons or society or people, but rather set standards. Inalienable, it's really an adjective, and it simply means something that cannot be transferred. It can't be given to someone else. It cannot, and this is important, it can't be taken away and it can't be denied. That's inalienable. The word unalienable means not transferable to another or not capable of being taken away or denied. So we don't look to the Constitution for rights. We look to God. We look to nature and nature's God, the creator of all things. We look to see what the creator has given us in terms of our rights. And there are many different places that you can find those. Rather, many different places you can find the gifts and the benefits and the privileges of being a creation of the creator. So we have those. And then we have people, men and women, that have come together in the forms of governments that were to contract to help protect and preserve those rights of ours that other people would not infringe upon or trespass against our rights to, well, in the Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life, liberty, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So if someone encroaches upon our liberty or our unalienable slash inalienable rights, then we could ask the governments or law enforcement, they're one and the same because they're contracted with each other, to step in and assist. We don't need to, but we could. 
Um, the way that we would not need to is if we had community courts, private courts. But that's what the courts, that's what the governments were set up for. They're also set up to help with, in larger populations, things like municipalities and energy sources, electricity, waste removal, road building, et cetera, et cetera. But again, those are all contracted services. That's why they claim to be taking your tax dollars <laughs> so that they can supposedly pay for those kinds of things to be repaired, built, and maintained. That's the idea. So we have to be so aware that when the men and women who make up what we know to be as governments start pushing past our unalienable and inalienable rights or breaking the contract that we have with them, then we have to start saying something and we have to take notice. We must not allow for that because it's a very slippery slope. If this now, what then tomorrow? If you're being asked to do something that has no sense behind it, no decency behind it, no honor behind it, um, and is suppressing or oppressing your God-given rights, again, let me, let me preface all of this by saying, and I, I'm just making the assumption that this goes without saying, as long as you are not trespassing against another via harm in the way of injury or theft or barratry or some other type of trespass, as long as you are not infringing or trespassing against another person's God-given rights, then the governments are not to be stepping in. So the point is, when it comes to our own families, the ways that in which we choose to educate, the ways in which we choose to teach and train and raise and educate our own families, our own children, our own grandchildren, when it comes to the ways in which we manage and obtain health and well-being for our families, that is our right. It is our God-given right to either take care of our health or not to take care of our health. And by the way, it's not against the law not to be healthy. It's not against the law to be sick. So the point is that there, there's legislation that I'm aware of that is uh, coming, cropping up its, its ugly head in various places and in various states and in various places around the world that is looking to really push push the needle, push that line even farther, really stepping over the line in terms of the corporate corporation subcontracted governments and their ability to step into your life in various ways if they don't like the way you're managing, for example, your child's education or your child's health or your family's health and well-being. And that just must not be. It just must not be. So, the invitation today, my friend, is to dive into learning what the word self-governance means. Because in reality, the more self-sufficient we in our own communities and our own tribes can be, the stronger we are. That word self-governance is not something that we hear. It's not something we were ever taught in school. It's not something that our families typically talk about. And yet, it is fundamental. And yet it is the cornerstone for our freedom and well-being. The word self-governance means the exercise of power or control over oneself without external interference. So the concept of self-governance can apply to just about every area of your life. We take individual responsibility for, name it, family, health, well-being, 
relationships. We come to the point where we take responsibility for wherever we're at in whatever arena of life and we begin to self-govern. We don't look externally for a subcontracted government or corporation to give us the okay or the green light or something that we need. We look first and foremost to ourselves, to our tribes, to our communities, and we lean on and lean into each other, serving each other kindly, caring for each other in whatever ways we can. And so self-governance just simply means let me choose and decide for myself and then for those in my family and collectively come together and make wise choices, discerning prayerful choices together. And then, you know, we navigate the various arenas of our lives from there. I get concerned that as time goes on and this digital age continues to expand and everybody just gets used to, yes, shaking their head uh, with their jaws hanging open, just, oh, the, the newscaster said this, the media says that, there's an article that says, oh, oh, then it is. Listen, I worked in TV news straight out of college. I started my career in television news. I am good and well aware of what goes on behind the scenes to juice up and jack up a story, which is designed to juice up and jack up ratings. I know good and well that networks do create taglines, storylines, and narratives. They do. And every single day, news comes down the editor's desk. At least when I worked in news, this is how it happened. Information comes down from the network via the editor's desk. And then it's kind of like you rip that, you start writing stories accordingly, you go shoot some video accordingly or download the video that's being sent to you from wherever in the country you have a network affiliate. And that's what you, that's what your newscast consists of. That's what you go with. Now we would have local pieces and stories as well, but I will never forget learning very early and even having news directors tell me flashy pictures sell, flashy pictures grab the very short attention span of the audience. So anything with fire or wind or people doing strange and bizarre things or cute bunnies and ducks crossing the street, those are the kicker fluff stories. I'm talking about the bunnies and cute kittens. Those were the fluff stories. Why? Because we're about to take you on an emotional roller coaster ride. Your newscast is designed to take you on an emotional roller coaster. And so at the end, we always had the kicker or the fluff story, which was the cute little baby ducklings or the, you know, new llamas born at the zoo. Aren't they so sweet and so cute? That's the story to leave you on. Early on in the newscast, I'll grab your attention with what? Some B-roll, some pictures of fire or the explosion that happened or a building that got knocked down in a storm or whatever the case may be, because they've got to grab your attention. They believe your attention span is so small that you're not really going to pay attention to the content. You're just going to be programmed based on the repetition of the storyline or the narrative. So when you hear the same phrase over and over and over again in the news, you must be aware that one of the best ways to, and we, I learned this in hypnotherapy medical training, to hypnotize is through what? Repetition. When it moves into a certain space of repetition, it gets embedded into the unconscious subconscious mind. Then it just becomes a thing. And then you, when you, you're not even listening with your level one listening ears anymore. When you hear that phrase, it just, it's already embedded in your subconscious mind. And so it is a thing. It becomes a thing to you. It becomes a reality to you once you've heard it enough times. The other way to program or hypnotize 
somebody. I like to use the word program because when you watch TV, it's programming. It's called a program for a reason, my friend. It's called a program. Think about that. It's not called a show. It's not called a viewing. It's called a program. So when you're watching the program and you see somebody in a white coat, it's called the white coat syndrome, they're supposed to know more than you. So you're supposed to listen to them and do what they say. So uh, the white coat syndrome followed by repetition, right? Hearing from a supposed expert or authority figure over the course of time with that same message being spread now by a talking head on a newscast over and over and over and over and over again causes it to become reality. So my invitation, my admonition is please be so mindful of what you are hearing, what you are seeing, what you are taking into those various gates of yours your eye space, your ear space, your senses. Be mindful of what you're taking in and please be mindful to filter that through your God-given critical thinking and sensibilities because critical thinking has gone bye-bye in large degree just over the course of time, but especially, especially in the last three to five years and we have become too comfortable being uncomfortable and that is not the design that's not how it's supposed to be. When people indicate to you that they're about to do something to you or restrict your freedoms for your own good, now they have become your God. You are to discern and know your own good. And there are exceptions. The exceptions are those who do not have a voice to speak that must rely on the kindness and generosity of others because they are otherwise unable to care for themselves. You know, if you've listened to my podcast for any length of time, you know by now, I have been a 25-year advocate for individuals with special needs. I have started two organizations that care for individuals with special needs. My heart beats for this population because they are so innocent and so dependent on the kindness, the compassion, and the generosity of others. And so these are the exceptions. And in those cases, we must, it behooves us to do our research, have a wealth of knowledge to the best of our ability so that we can make wise, holistically healthy choices for the individual that we are charged with caring for, that we are entrusted with caring for. And that means doing our due diligence knowing a lot of information before ever taking any type of medical intervention or taking a suggestion by somebody who doesn't have research backing their medical interventions or educational interventions or restrictions or you name it, whatever the case may be, financial decisions or restrictions. So that is the heart cry of mine for you today is that there seem to be things going on now that are sliding under the radar that really do require our attention before that slippery slope gets even steeper and things start going in a certain direction before we can give it the proper attention and the proper voice and let our voices be known and our voices be heard. We, the people, are the people. We, the people, employ governments and agencies to do the job that we ask them to do, that we contract with them to do. If they're not doing the job, hey, then it's time to make a new choice. Then it's time to make a new choice. It's time to reconstruct the system, 
bring it back to the ideologies of the declarations of independence and the preservation of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And alongside of that, of course, praying that people would be wise, discerning, and that they would honor, really honor each other in each and every one of our own individual and our individual families' pursuits of contribution, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, not just for ourselves, that's, that's very narrow-sighted, but for the collective, raising the waterline for the collective good, stepping out in places of generosity, volunteering, offering support, learning how we can support and contribute to our own communities. And that, my friend, is the ideal. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. And as always, I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to The Stephanie Stevens Show. Please remember to subscribe so we can stay connected and you never miss an episode of the podcast. Oh, and if you haven't left a rating yet, please be sure to do so. It helps incredible people like you find the podcast. We'll see you on the next episode.